Hola, que tal, Joe? <laughs> you're right, mate. We're here from sunny Malaga, guys. <laughs> yeah, oh, finally. I've been really looking forward to this trip. Yeah, oh, this is a long time coming. Snow back in the UK. Couldn't have timed it any, any better. Um, uh, and it's also the first time right now that we're sitting here literally in the same room. You're having a beer while well, you're already downed it, I see. Um, I got a glass of wine. Uh, we're in Spain recording the podcast together, whereas previously we're always sitting like in front of a webcam. So uh, this is like the next level, isn't it? It is, yeah. This is next level podcasting brought to you from Malaga. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start out with the highs and lows, mate. How was the week, actually? Because we've only seen each other for like one day. So. It was all right, mate. I only had one low, but I've got two now. And uh, the newest low I've got is uh, waiting for you to sort the audio out on this podcast because I was slowly losing the will to live. <laughs> <laughs> well, there wouldn't be any podcast to record if uh, if I wasn't there. No, anyway, I had, go uh, on in. My big low of the week was it was on the way out to Malaga and uh, I, as I was leaving the house, I, ha- I was taking a drone out with me and I said to uh, Tyler and Mark who were coming, I said, look, you boys need to look after this because I'm going to lose this if I'm left with it because I know what I'm like. I'll lose it somewhere. It'll either be left in the taxi, I'll lose it before I even make it onto the plane or I'll lose it on the plane or something like that. So Tyler was looking after it first and then somehow the drone got back to me. I think it was when we left like the lounge or something, we were about to board the plane. So I put it on and then uh, I got off the plane. We're waiting for the bags and Tyler comes over to me and uh, I'd been off the plane for about 25 minutes at that point. And he said, oh, like, where's the drone? And I said, oh no, I forgot the bloody thing on the plane. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I've left the fucking drone on the plane. So I tried (laughs) to get through. They wouldn't let me back on the on there to like check, you know, and, and I'm thinking, oh. The funny, funny thing was, I, we almost arrived at the same time at the airport and while I got my uh, my luggage, literally, I saw Joe classically standing there over at the help desk because something was going on again. That was the first time I saw you again. Literally, uh, always when we go on a trip, you fuck something up. I was shitting it. I literally had this <laughs> drone for about, I don't know, not long. We'd you only used, it only been used once. And it was brand new, two and a half grand, and I fucking left it on the plane, didn't I? I was like, <laughs> devastated. Well, like, the good thing about Spain is that they're really good at speaking English. You were really, really easy to sort it out, wasn't it? It wasn't too bad, yeah. <laughs> in the end, in the end. Like, I managed to get it back anyway, so it was all right in the end. But very luckily, I was a bit, I was a bit worried I wouldn't be seeing that again. High of the week? You got any? Coming out to Spain, mate. Seeing you. That's yeah. my high of the week. The blue skies and your smiling face. That is sweet. That's good. <laughs> oh, well, um, I'll start off with my... Uh... You haven't got any lows about swim with the kids, have you, this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, the week, this is actually the start of a new week. So I had, of course, last week with yeah. the kids. So oh. I could have still gotten some lows with the kids, whereas you might be thinking he's not with the kids anymore. I'm just with one kid right now. He's called Joe. Anyway, I'll start off with my uh, low of the week. And that one was actually... I. The morning I uh, went to the to the airport, I just had such sweaty armpits. And I was like, where is this coming from? But it's just, I'm scared of flying, mate. I you just, not. I really, really, yeah, I don't like to fly. I just get, it's just the uh, the part where you like take off. And um, it's just that part of taking off before like at 10K elevation, everything's steady. It's like, all right. But that bumpy take, it's always taken off and my armpits are taken off. It's like, I I've got sweaty hands and it's, the thing is, I just start to think the worst case scenarios. What if this thing comes down and crashes like into 9/11 something? Like nine eleven or something. Yeah, no, not nine eleven. It's just like down on the ground. You'd be a goner, wouldn't you? It's just, 
it stresses me out and um, for some reason I keep doing it. Just take a parachute on next time you go and you're sorted, mate. <laughs> yeah. Like, you'll be all right. <laughs> you had your drone, so if you were like, fell out, you I, could Yeah, have I got... could have flown it, mate. I could have just held on to it and quickly... Uh, so that's my law of the week. Like, I'm uh, really not looking forward to flying back or anything, mate. The, the only advantage of flying is, like, getting a couple of miles in. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of flying blue. I feel miles. like we need to add your uh, little sound effect for that. Like, mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> well, Tom's using a new program now and he's got some fancy new side effects. Like, uh, Tom's scared effects. of flying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe likes that one. I love these sound effects. Like, I feel like it's brought a whole new world of podcasting. Yeah, it did. It did. Um, anyway, yeah, my high, of, my uh, my other low of the week is uh, is actually I'm going to miss them kids over at the ball because uh, I really start to enjoy the squad. And there's a high of the week I almost forgot is at the end. We last Friday we had to do a really tough session like sprint max, like loads of it, and lactate was coming through my ass. And I, everybody at the end was trying to bottle it. Like the coach said, "All right, we'll uh, cut the." set a bit short and please and we'll tell stop. me just hold and on just please tell me you didn't say anything about playing in a certain pool no when they weren't with the bottle <laughs> i didn't say <laughs> please anything please tell me you didn't say anything like that because we know that that's not the done thing <laughs> and you'll only get yourself in trouble <laughs> tommy is not getting himself in trouble this time yeah well anyway i um there was one lane he said we're going to open up lane one for the people that want to continue the set of course much rather going for it and there was this other guy that was the lad that's the cool guy, you know? Yeah. And we completed the set together. We formed like a companion. At the end, he said, well done, mate. And he gave me like a fist bump. Oh, so you've been accepted into yeah, the group, I've into the brotherhood. Yeah, been accepted into the group. I've already been accepted by the other ones, Let's... but he struggled. The, the Brazilian one struggled. I think he heard the junkyard dog on the podcast and he got a bit like... You've left one fraternity and you've joined another. <laughs> wait one. until they find out about the dog barking they'll all be accepting you in mate but, yeah high of the week being out in uh in malaga yeah it's good going weather is nice whereas yesterday was a bit chilly oh the low as well we had one so my low as well while being out here is we have to ride up this bloody 15 percent hill for two k's every time we go from a ride from our door and it is it's only the second day and it was grinding on literally, me already. Literally, lactate coming through everything. It's literally right? ramped to 15%. I put it on my Wahoo to see how steep it actually was because if I was in, I were actually, luckily that my dad changed my cassette and put a 30 on instead of a 23 for out here and it's still not enough. And you, want, you wanted to shift. You were already I in the I tried to shift, yeah. I was already in the 30, in the 39, 30. I tried to shift into an easier gear and you, everyone knows you'll uh, sympathize with me here. When you haven't got any more gears, the gears are saying, no, no, I'm sorry. You're going to have to man up, man the fuck up and get up here. Uh, and that was what happened to me within like a minute of this ride today. Yeah. And I was actually like spinning up easy, but I could see you were struggling. You could bit. see it. Yeah. yeah. And you just <laughs> waited for me. You just out of the kindness. Oh, no, that's great. And it is grim right now on the second day. Can you imagine being like totally fatigued and fucked? I'm not looking second forward to that. Week to we need to be, end. we need to be like the Terminator, don't we? And just bang it 330 watch straight from like- the door. The Terminator would enjoy it, I reckon, because it would force him into riding at 330 watts. He'd be like, this is sweet. Like, I don't even have to think about riding 330 watts now. I can just... This is like crew, I can just... I just have I have to ride at 330 just to get to the top of this hill. And then when he gets there, he's on He'll probably the ride it up in like the 5311. Yeah, is he, he would, riding like 58? Like, probably got like a single ring. Probably yeah, got a single, single ring. He wouldn't, ring, he wouldn't yeah. be... He never, he never sees the 39, does he? He rides 330 watts. Speaking of the Terminator, we're going to get him on the show, Joe. I'm going to call him in. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Let's, that is a Christmas present to you guys early. See, thank yourselves. Lucky we have the Terminator. Let's uh, get the Terminator on the show. Go on in. Right, we've got the Terminator live on the show. And um, all the way from Sweden. 
So during race week, you did like over 600 Ks, including the Ironman race. I've literally not <laughs> never seen anything like it, including like the, uh, the intense amount of intensity. Was this like a normal taper for you? That's something I was wondering. Yeah, I've been experimenting a little bit with the, yeah, with the incitation mark taper. Um, and, um, you know, it, it's always, for me, the, the sort of the main objective with the, with the taper and I'm always, I'm always very sort of like, I'm paying a lot of attention to what's happening in my body during training. And, um, from what I have in my experience, and, and I know that, uh, there, there is also like a physiological basis for this is that like with, with freshness, um, you, you gain a lot of like explosiveness, but you sort of like, uh, lose a bit of endurance and I found that I lose the endurance quite fast when I sort of are getting fresh and um, for an Ironman race the endurance is sort of like the, the it's all about endurance so you really want to make sure to uh, to maintain the endurance um, for as long as possible and uh, and all those kind of um, physiological system that uh, um, promotes uh, like an, an endurance uh, phenotype going into the race. Uh, so that's, uh, I mean, it's, it's sort of like whenever I've been too fresh, I feel like I feel great for two hours, but then I, my legs and, and, and muscles really start to, you know, build up fatigue. But uh, we, we were thinking that the race must have been like an easy day for you or something, because like it looked like it was easier than some of your training days going into it, like, like yeah. four hours at 330 watts or something, like three days apart. before, yeah. We thought the race um, felt easy. Like it was just, you must have just been telling yourself before the start, us easier than a training session that I did uh, <laughs> a, a few days before. Um, no, I mean, yeah, I, I did feel the, the bike ride was definitely much easier than the, than the sort of, you know, the, the bike ride I did because I did, I, I was much fresher going into, into the race because the last sort of two, three days were quite easy. Um, I mean, at least, at least for me, they were, they were, especially the last two days were easy. So when I, when I, that stood on the start line it felt pretty fresh actually um and and the bike ride i mean yeah i mean i did actually fade a little bit during the final 30 minutes um but uh, but otherwise i mean i felt quite yeah it was quite controlled uh, one one thing we wanted to say you know yeah. about your bike ride in, in the race like do you think that it yeah. was worse than what you could have done because like look, looking at some of the trains i mean it was a great ride like course record but like yeah. looking at some of the training like your training sessions were harder than the actual race weren't they you know looking at just looking at the power numbers you know uh the average power and stuff like do you think like uh you tweak it maybe do a bit less next time would you do more or like what what would you do like or was, was it perfect like mm. oh yeah no, I don't think it was like, I actually think I overbiked a little bit on the, on, on race day. Um, and, uh, I mean, after, for instance, after, after that, you know, really hard ride on Tuesday uh, and yeah. when, when I rode like 420 or 418 or whatever it was. But second but, on Strava, wasn't it? Yeah. Second overall, like just behind Cam Worth. Yeah. Yeah. I admit that was like maybe a little bit crazy. And, you know, I'm, I'm also, I'm not saying that this, you know was the best taper maybe i do think it's kind of important to maintain a bit of endurance but maybe it doesn't need to be that hard during race week and uh, that's sort of like what i am contemplating and in in um Rasmus, yeah one thing i want to say is like you strike us as someone that trains really fucking hard like looking at what you do in a taper like it makes yeah. make my eyes water 
So what was the hardest day you did in preparation for this race? Like there must have been like not necessarily a taper week, like in yeah, general. not not just in taper week, just in general, like four hundred fifty watts like, for six hours, something like that. You did that. like yeah, you did six hours at two hundred eighty something watts, didn't you? Like eight days before, so yeah, that, you must have yeah. Done some pretty epic days or like back to back days or something in training, or was it not really much different? Um, that it, it's not it wasn't that much difference. Uh, I would say like that six hour ride at two hundred eighty. That was actually yeah that was quite a poor day i mean i was i was actually planning on doing that ride a bit harder but i felt quite bad so so that was sort of like a steady endurance ride how does it like work <laughs> because sometimes if you, if i've got a session coming up and i know it's going to be tough i'm quite yeah. like oh my god this is going to be a tough one whereas if you're going out of your doors and you're riding for four hours 330 watts like i can't think about how do you fucking do it like honestly I'll, with all the fatigue you've been building up to it we've been talking about it today how well, yeah. i'm that? just we were saying to each other i was thinking that i'm glad i'm going on a training camp with tom and not rasmus like the easy <laughs> yeah, like, yeah six hours are like 300 watts and then the next day you're running 40ks or something like I'd be cooked after three days. <laughs> Taken into the account, like in yeah. in 2018, you were in my age group in at the yeah. Ironman World Championship. Like you yeah. won it. And I think the progression you've made since then is like insane. And yeah. honestly, um, if you're looking at like the um, some of the top pros, um, what I mean to say is they do like the re- the long rides a bit like easier, and then yeah. like for example, tempo stuff or interval sessions. At for for example. 350 to 390 or far over 400 watts yeah. do you think you could gain like more about training the neuromuscular system and like anaerobic capacity instead of like five hours four hours at 330 watts um i, I may think that uh, some parts of the season you can uh, benefit from that kind of training um but i mean i think it's um there are some different theories here and uh, yeah. one one uh, one theory that that me and my coach are working like in line with this is sort of like um with them you have like two systems the aerobic system and the anaerobic system and those those work basically against each other so i mean if you have like a very high anaerobic capacity you cannot really have a really good aerobic capacity at the same time and uh, for an endurance event like ironman then the aerobic capacity should be the one that is prioritized and the one way of sort of um, suppressing the anaerobic system uh, is actually to to be in that middle range, um, so 70.3 power, and that's where I spend you know a lot of time in my training, and that's sort of why my average power on the sessions are so high because I do so much time and so many intervals, like long intervals, mm-hmm. um, in that range, and often um, at low cadence as well. Uh, so. Um, and I mean, naturally, I am. I have quite, quite the sort of. If I wouldn't, you know, try to suppress my anaerobic system, that would be kind of uh, prominent in me. So, so that's why I stay away from most part of the anaerobic stuff. But it also, it also gets me very sensitive during races. So. Um, I mean, you, you said mm-hmm. oh, in the, in the podcast, like, why doesn't he try to drop them? And and if I would do like five six minutes at four hundred thirty watts, that would hurt me a lot because my I'm not mm-hmm. used to that uh, kind of um, um, efforts. When you think though, like if you'd have dropped them, you'd have put chunks of time into them because they were like gaining from being ten meters behind you, weren't they? You were basically pulling them along, and like especially when they're third fourth person in the pace line, they're probably putting out forty fifty watts less than you. 
you yeah. might have been at three thirty. They're doing two eighty. If you could have just like dropped them and then settled back to three thirty, you may be put <laughs> seven or eight minutes. Terminator's into gone, mate. Terminator's Terminator gone. gone. Terminator like has been let off the leash. Happy you know? days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there was. Um, I, I did have that as as a potential uh, race plan, um, and um, that's much the way I raced in Austria. Um, I then I dropped the the full. I mean, yeah. I um, then Dennis Chevro was. I know he was in the, in the pack, and uh, he he can run like uh, you know he's so fast on the run. So I yeah. need, I I knew that I needed to drop drop them. Sure. But um, I mean, to be honest, and and this you know I don't want. To, I definitely don't want to be arrogant. But but I had felt really good in my run, and sort of one of my main objectives with this race was to to give myself sort of like a fairly good chance uh, on the run. And I thought that I would have, you know, a good chance against against Sebi and uh, and yeah. Riz. Um, and I wasn't too far behind Sebi actually. I was like mm-hmm. two minutes slower on the so, marathon. Um, so, but, why not just sit in behind them? You know, like for the last when you got like twenty miles to go, just save yourself and see what they do and see how they kind of like how they yeah. look, what they do, and then just gauge it when you know maybe they might have like all been looking at each other and you might have not had to search quite so hard, but you could have like took them by surprise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I should probably have done that. Uh, I mean, I I like stayed. I like staying in front because uh, then you can actually decide exactly. You know the kind of Looks power. Good yeah. But then, <laughs> I mean, if you have like a little bit of a bad patch, then you can uh, titrate down a little bit and and. Uh, um, um, they can't yeah. accuse you of being a pack rat anyway, can they? As Cam Worth would say. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't be a pack rat, and uh, you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't risk getting a drafting penalty being in front. So that's uh, you know, I feel really. Just um, before we go, what's your longest ride in the build-up then, South Africa at over three hundred watts? Um, I think maybe I did a six-hour ride at three hundred twenty. But I think, if, if I, <laughs> but, but, no, no, three, no, 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 not, no, not three twenty. But, but, I, but I did do a uh, the craziest ride I've ever done is, uh, uh, I mean, Monday before what was supposed to be Ironman California. Then I did a uh, six hour ride at three twenty. Okay. That's what we need to. That's what we, you need to do. Give the twelve hour time trial to go, Rasmus. You'd smash yeah. it. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> do you do you literally go out of your doorstep and? Go fucking balls out, or how does it work? No, I I, I, I always say like, yeah, I'm gonna take it easy today, and then you know I get on the bike, and I'm like, you know, I start to see the numbers, I start to see the speed, and I'm just, you know, <laughs> it's getting worse and worse, and uh, I get carried away. That's you know basically the way it's, the way the way it works. It's impressive so, that it's, he can do the too, session yeah. and back it up day yeah. day on day out. It's really really, it's really impressive. impressive. Yeah. And honestly, like um, I would sign for the results you've got after you've like turned a pro after you've. Well, you know what you need to do. He knows I, what he needs to do now, Raz. I know yeah. what I need to. <laughs> going on a ride tomorrow. I'm gonna put him in a box like but 320 watts from to, the start. Today on our training camp, we were riding up the hill, weren't we? Out the door, yeah. and it's a yeah. horrible hill. It's fucking nasty. It's like 15 percent. And you haven't to ride at like 320 watts. And Tom was yeah. like, oh, this would just be like what Rasmus would set off at. Like, and they were like oh, horrible. Like, legs felt like shit, didn't they? Like, yeah. starting off. And we were just like, God, could you imagine doing this yeah. for four hours straight out the door? Yeah, um, but it's, I mean, it, it is actually, you know, it's it's a lot of suffering. And I, and, and I do think that, you know, I've been doing this kind of Ironman training for a very long time. And it, it, it has been getting really tiring, <laughs> for sure. I mean, the last sort of last months actually have been really... Um, you know, I've been sort of like, I really need a break from this, you know, 
kind of hard stuff you know when you get mate, i'd need a break like, if i did a week of it like let alone that but yeah anyway mate <laughs> autumn to catch up with you you've had an amazing year yeah and uh Thanks, have a good off season and good luck next year like and uh anyone if you're you curious too. like follow the terminator on strava on instagram thanks for your chat and um yeah we'll be uh we'll be following you uh on strava mate thank you thank you terminator so the upcoming week, we've got a couple of races going on. We've got the Daytona Clash. We've got the Indian Wells 70.3. We've got the uh, Australian Champs. Um, Western Australian Western Ironman. Australian Ironman. Um, loads of races, but we, we've got actually some uh, topics to talk about and the podcast is otherwise going to be taking ages and, and ages. And, and a lot of other podcasts, we feel, talk about all the race previews and stuff like that. So we're kind of going to brush over that. But there is one thing that and we are hoping. One well, thing as well, because we don't, we're not sure who is actually starting. It's not these. Yeah, that's true. Like a lot of people in Daytona who are on the start list have changed for other races, or they're not actually racing. So we're not. Sh- we kind of feel like if we do a preview, we're not sure on who's actually uh, going to be competing. But we will be talking through the results next week. Yeah, we'll talk about through the results in a bit more detail next week. But with Daytona, there is one thing that we are hoping. And we have a friend, Tom Davies, that is racing, and we want him to have an injury, uh, an incident-free race in Daytona. He's had so many mechanicals. Like, he's had more mechanicals than we've had hot dinners. You know, you think to mm-hmm. yourselves, like, you know, might normally have one hot dinner a day. This guy's had more mechanicals, more injuries, more accidents. Like, I, I think, like, yeah, you name it, he's had it. So, Tom... And a year we, ago, he came in, like, six to seven and stuff. Uh, I think at, it was, like, 12, but he was winning Daytona oh. at one point on the race when everyone was there. So, Tom, have a good race. Please, no incidents this time and finish your season off with a good one. So we're hoping for that. Yeah, go on. All right, let's go on to um, the main subject of the week then. Yeah. What Are you going to start us off then? The main subject of the week. So this week, we thought it would be good to talk with you people about what if you're training with people that are slower or faster than you? Yeah, so basically, we wonder, like, if training with people slower than you, like... Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Does it hold you back? And same if you train with someone faster, will you burn your matches and like, you know, blow up because you train too much? Or will it take you to another level because you're being forced to train at a bit higher intensity? Um, or if you're always going out of your door at 330 or 30 watts, it will force you to ride at 220. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might be a good thing for Rasmus uh, yeah. if he actually has someone to hold him back a bit. <laughs> um but anyway, that I think there's good things. So for me, like I don't really have many people to uh, to train with, like back home, like triathletes that where I live that will really push me. So I end up training with a lot of people that are slower. But I find it really good because, especially when I do track sessions, it's awesome for like motivation because we all turn up and it kind of keeps me accountable. Like it gets me out the door. Like I know every nine thirty on a Saturday morning, I'm going to be running at the Henderson track and there's going to be a load of people. And although we're not actually I think the good thing about it where it doesn't hinder your training is we're not running at the pace of one person. We get to the track and we're all doing a similar session or the same session, but we're aiming to hit our own target times, but we all motivate each other because even if the weather's terrible, we know to, we're all going to be there. To make this concrete, like if you were uh, to understand what you're meaning is, for example, start every four minutes. So you would do like, for example, a three minute ever interval and everybody would do it at their own level, right? Uh, well, no, we normally do distances, but like, it kind of like it's a bit of a free for all to be honest mate it's not like really that. yeah we'll because do like, when we were out in new zealand for example we do like three minute reps and yours would be faster than mine but that like the reps would be the same wouldn't yeah it? so just I, different paces you can do that but like we've just been kind of doing distances on the track because otherwise you kind of finish at different points don't you 
I mean, you can do it like that. There's two ways to do it. You could do like, say, if you're doing K reps, someone might do eight by K or you could change it to like eight by three minutes of like whatever. But we've been doing different things. But I think that's really good because it motivates mm-hmm. me. I also think like for me, like it's not necessarily always the company for your harder sessions. It's mm-hmm. like having someone to train with when you're doing your easier ones, because I think they're the days when you feel most smashed because you generally feel good on your harder days. That's why you've got your harder, harder sessions on them days. And the next day you feel knackered and it's just having someone to help yeah, you get out the door. Like you spoke to someone, you tell them like, oh, right, we'll meet tomorrow at 10 a.m. And you have to go. You can't postpone it. You have to yeah. be there. Shit, whether or not you have to be there and go. Exactly. But I do think there are some things that hinder you about training slower. So what what is, what are the don'ts? So for example, um, 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 well, to be honest, it's not always bad training with someone slower because Lucy Charles trains with someone slower on a daily basis. And she's a world champion. <laughs> she's, ripping she's ripping it. And she's training with someone that holds her back every day. So it's not always and a bad she's thing. Improving. She's improving. She's improving, yeah. <laughs> so it does show you, oh, it's it's also really important to like train the base, isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah, exactly. You got easy it. does it. Keep it real. Maybe it's just a confidence boost that she knows that she's like sticking it to her husband on a daily yeah. basis. <laughs> <laughs> No, one, um, um, I, there are certain things I think that are nice to ride with a group. One is like endurance rides. If I, something I hate is six hours out on the bike solo, that is soul destroying to me. Do uh, you? You don't like it? No. I, I did some like of them. I, I, didn't, I didn't mind it. I just kind of get in the rhythm on the TT bike. Like you do 12 out. hour time trials <laughs> by yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah. effort. I think you, you just wired differently, mate. I just, uh, I'm, I'm a social animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but the main thing that I think, or we both kind of think is bad is say like you're doing sessions. It's like, if on a regular basis, you're holding yourself back to train with someone who's going slower, you know? So say like you, you want to, your base endurance pace is, I don't know, 220, 200 to 200 something watts. And you're riding at like 150 watts, you know, that much lower, like that would 80. be a recovery ride. Yeah. But like, if you're doing that on a, on a regular basis, it's going to impact it. Like, I, I don't think that's a good idea, you know? I mean, it sounds bad, but you're just going to have to drop that mofo, like, you know? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, to, yeah, definitely. I mean, you loose. could do it once, like, for, uh, because, like, your friend, I'll take you out for a ride, and for, for you, it would be, like, showing them around in the park, wouldn't it? Or get on a gravel bike, so they're on a road yeah, bike. Yeah, on a mountain bike, yeah. if it's really bad. But, yeah, I think um, another thing I really like to have a squat with is, obviously, the swim. I've got my kids. And um, I've got I think, no one, mate. I've got no one. Oh, that's I wouldn't be able to swim like twenty k's a week if I'm solo. I'm solo, mate. Unless I can wire three really? people. I've got Mark who comes with me. Well, you've got people then. Yeah, well, yeah, I've got occasional people. Yeah, I do have occasional people. Sometimes I've just. But it is it is more fun to do a session, tell it to someone, do it together in the pool, isn't it? Instead oh, of like mate, rocking it up better. solo. I did my longest swim today with Tom. We both, we did 5k. This is my longest swim for God knows how long. I know you're going to listen to it and think, oh my God, that's his longest swim. There's nothing. Yeah, I know. But like, um, he was solo. You can't blame it. Yeah, I was solo. You can't blame me. And I normally need armbands. So like 5k by yourself is a good achievement for me. And it went really quick. And we had a load of Muppets in the lane, didn't we, that were holding us up. Like, Hold on. It was more like open water swimming at it was some open point. Water. We... I had some guy in red shorts. He didn't like me because I know when I went to go to the wall and I went to push off, he quickly pushed off in front of me, which really grinds my gears. So then when I ever took him, I ever took him close and his arm touched me and he's obviously thinking, oh, you know, who's he cutting in? But like when someone does that to you, it really, you, you, you kind of, you target them, don't you? Yeah, like but it, it's you? most of the times them people don't know the standard pool rules. I mean, 
if there's someone coming at like Godspeed in the pool, coming at you, and you're just sitting at the wall, like getting your recovery pace in, just recovering and so he, a bit. He even asked me, and, do you know what he even said to me as well? What I forgot to tell you. Uh, no. Is it okay to piss in the pool if you're in the middle <laughs> yes, of the shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of pissing in the pool, I've been uh, borrowing uh, Joe's buoyancy shorts for a bit to see uh, what Don't the difference is. Don't tell everyone that. Is. Now they're going to they're gonna look down on me now. Oh, they know right. I've got a pair of buoyancy shorts. Well, if it helps, it helps. Yeah, I was, I was trying to look for a bit if there was like a little difference. And one difference is true. If you pee in them, it like sticks in them. Whereas if you don't, like in the regular shorts, it right. He's joking around, but I bet he did piss in them. I bet he did. Like it's disgusting. You thought they were salty from the sea swim, whereas we just swam in the in the in the, in the swim. Oh, the that pool, should have been one of your lows, the sea swim, where you got out after about three hundred meters. Oh. I don't even think you made three hundred meters. Totally yesterday night. brain freeze, fucked. It was uh, terrible. Yeah, Holland's um, too cold. Malaga's too cold. Dubai was too hot for him. Like you know, there's always something with this guy. He's um. I'm I'm like a wine glass. You need to be you hand it really hand it really careful, otherwise it will break, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, what about training with people that are a bit um, bit quicker? Well, um, I think so. I'm going to explain because this week I'm training with Joe, and there are two things. One thing is it's really awesome to see because he is obviously one of the best in the world, isn't he? So I can see what I need to do and what level I need to get at to be as good as like the top level. Um, the downside of it is like in every session in the pool, you just feel like you're fucked or you feel like is something going on because it was it's just because he's so much better than I. There's no shame, mate. I'm a, you know that I'm a, everyone know. You should hear this, people. It, he's saying that I'm a shit hot swimmer. <laughs> the race no, results what? might have proved it, but you wait next year. Well, it wasn't that bad. I was swimming like 123 long course sport, wasn't it? Like, yeah, that was actually all right. I but, hit my best times today as well. Yeah, so. so I was quite pleased with that. No, but to, to, it, it gets to show you what, like, what level you need to be at. But if I'm... So, for example, always trying to keep up with him. So, for example, he'd do an easy run. If he, if Joe feels good, you'll be running at like Rasmus Swenningsen pace, like 4.10 pace. Like if you feel good, like yeah, an easy run, good, you yeah. could do that. But if I would run like that, I'm running like, for example, I'm in Switzerland would be 4.05 pace. No, it was 4.09 pace. Um, so I would ride, run at like Ironman pace. If I would do that for a week, including like riding a bit harder and swimming a bit harder, I would be totally fucked after a week and we're here for two weeks. And if you want to be getting in quality training, um, you need to like sometimes take care of yourself. So what I mean with that is, I mean, the easy rides were like steady for me, were steady for you, like kind of all right. But tomorrow we're going to do an interval session on the bike and you'll probably ride at something like 380 watts, something like that. Oh, no, I won't do that hard. I won't do that hard. I'm not even, we don't even know, we're not even sure what we're (laughs) going to do. But anyway, I'm just going to adjust it to like my watts and same with like, for example, for the run. Um, If you're doing a tempo run, I'm not going to keep up with you because for me um, it would be fresher, wouldn't it? We did the bike efforts in Embrun together and we both hit like session PBs power-wise. Can you remember that? That was like, so I think sometimes pushing you with like, when you train with people faster than you or a little bit fast, sometimes really good because they can push you to like a little bit more, but you're still kind of like in the same ballpark. But you need to you need to watch for the fact that you're not trying to that you're not going to train in the green zones. So yeah. you're doing the easy runs too hard. You're doing the and because of that you're doing the hard rides too easy because you're fucked. Um, and you don't want to burn yourself out. It's basically like the same thing you get with some people. They'll do training sessions, and every time they've got a certain interval, it could be a two minute interval, twenty minute interval, whatever it is. They do it max effort for that time, or like as hard as they can sustain for that time. And they just burn themselves out. They don't gain anything from it. It's all about being in the right zone. You know, if you're doing a threshold set, 
it's good if you're on a bit of a bad day and they're a bit, mm-hmm. you know, and they can help push you into that. Yeah. That's re- it's basically, I think the general gist is it's good for motivation and it's good to have people to like keep you accountable and get you out the door, mm-hmm. but you don't want to stray too far from what you're supposed to be doing. Like, you know, if you're meant to be hitting like say 250 watts for a certain effort, if you're going at 310, then it's you're probably in a completely different training zone exactly. and you're probably going to pay for that. It's all right for a short period of time, you know, maybe if it's a week or something, you can get away with it. But long-term, you're probably going to get injured and you're probably going to get screw yourself. But you can always handicap sessions like we do with people. So like like Tom said earlier, if you're doing efforts, you can always change it. So you're doing it by the certain time and then you come down. So you might be training with someone faster, but you're both training in the right zone and doing the right thing. That's really good. Um, anyway, that takes us on to the bullshit buster of the week. The bullshit buster. Well, the bullshit buster always sounds great to me because to me nowadays, the bullshit buster is something that, first of all, it could be something that possibly might possibly work, but it's just a lot of money and it's just a whole lot of bullshit. Um, and you could also, spend that on like different things. We're also getting a lot of companies wanting to sponsor us and their only request is, don't bullshit busters. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to end up in the bullshit yeah, buster. Nah. And we will just be like... <laughs> we're joking guys we would never take money not to bullshit bust a company we're it we're, we're we're helping you we're if out we, here if we're if we're not behind a product like we uh we're not behind and it, what is we it this week it. then tom come on tell the tell the tell the people what they want to hear well this week we want to talk about like um it's like powdered greens like veggies and all that like Oh, powdered greens. I've even, I've brought a couple of these, you know, myself. Like I've seen people posting about them and stuff and I thought, oh, great idea. I'll take some powdered greens, you know, I'll get some of my five a day in. What happy days, you know, like don't need to eat a shit ton of broccoli and all that. Um, And I tried it and oh my God, it was absolutely repulsive. Like it was, uh, it was probably one of the most rank things I've had. I've literally have still got nearly the whole lot I brought back home. So that's that's probably the first downside. That's the like first downside. Nine out of ten times, it tastes like you're getting a glass from the sewer. I just couldn't just... do it. Like it was flipping ranted. And trust me, I've drank some dirty pints in my time at uni, and like I even had to drink one that had cheese and all kinds of <laughs> alcohol, beer, spirits, and that tasted better than these greens. Yeah, like, disgusting. Um, we, um, um, I've I've had some. There's only I think I've had like eight different. Things. So it's also different kind of greens. You've got like spirulina. A lot of them say one. they've got like shitloads of stuff all in one. Yeah, it's like, like a, a mixture. So you get like all the. The problem is with many athletes. That's what dietitians and nutritionists all um, say most of the times. If you can't get enough veggies in, and yeah, yeah. that is a problem. But the thing is with these uh, processed greens is, for example, the very cheap ones. They hardly any, have any like nutritional. Well, and it's all but, dried, so it's not as got as much nutritional value as if you eat it fresh. It's got hardly anything yeah, in it. Yeah, so it's not. So you're probably best just having some juices, which are probably more expensive, fresh juices. I just wanted stuff. to say that, yeah, because some of these products, they cost something like three euros per serving. For three euros, you yeah, can I get spent like loads. a fresh, I spent fresh 70 juice. Euros. Mate, I spent 70 euros on 28 of them, something like that. And I couldn't even, I only yeah. had two, so it cost me 35 euros for each one. And it tasted rank and probably didn't do anything for me. Like and, I got mugged off. And the thing is... Most of the people wouldn't even uh, drink like a, ga- a, gr- a glass from the sewer if they got five euros and now they them, need to like drink it for th- and it, they pay free. Yeah, and I had another kind of one um, and it and it was uh, spirulina and it made me feel so ill. Like honestly, I was in such a state that like my well, tummy can take anything, you know. I can smash gels in an Ironman. I can, ta- I, can literally, I could probably have fish and chips and go for a run. Fine. 
anything, you name it. My tummy doesn't get phased, but give me some, I had some of this spirulina and I was in a fucking state, honestly. Like, I'm not lying to you guys. Like, I was bedridden. Like, look, I think, I don't know if I'm allergic to it, if that's what it does to me or what, but oh my God, I felt, my tummy was in knots. Like, is there, um, so basically, if you want to put Joe out in an Ironman, just give him at the age stage in one of these ranked classes. And just give me be some spirulina totally before fun. it, mate. Oh my God, like it was repeating on me as well. Like, I <laughs> taste it, like after I'd had it, like hours after, it was disgusting. <laughs> so, do you think there's a great, like, um, well, obviously, like, natural greens that is... Like, yeah, like, if you're yeah, having it fresh, really like, I mean, I love a smoothie. Like, uh, they're, like, really nice. Like, and, and it's really easy. Just get, this. like, something like yogurt and uh, spinach in oh, it. Oh, I that. actually watched a, or was following this guy who was the Team Sky Chef a few years ago, and mm-hmm. he was giving him, like, carrot, apple, and ginger juice. And I thought, oh, for breakfast, I thought that's really good, you know, and he mm-hmm. said it, like, helps with digestion, ginger for antioxidants and stuff like that. So I actually brought a juicer. And I was making it, you know, for years, like uh, took it on training camp before. It was absolutely brilliant. So I would actually recommend buying a juicer. You can buy one off Amazon, but a really good one for like 250 And the good quid, thing about them quid. juicers is you can put them in the fridge and just get them out the day before. You can do, but they don't stay. It's not ideal because they don't. Like if you the- if you like literally press them today, you put them in there in like uh, them bottles and freeze them in like straight away. They don't lose any nutritional well, benefits. it might be all right. Yeah, it's just whether or not it looks all right, like, because they can go a bit dark, can't they? But, dark? I've never had that. And yeah, like, if, oh. you need to get a good one where it's like... But anyway, if it does, they, they taste really good, and it's all fresh, you know, it's freshly made, like, so that's what you're better off. You can even do beetroot and everything in it, like... But yeah, like, Tom's... If you, like, what Tom says, probably... It's probably got to be, like, stop the oxygen or air getting to it, hasn't it? You must be, like, an airtight one or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you can you could put it in and save it. Tastes really good. Honestly, they sound disgusting, like carrot, apple, and ginger, but don't. It tastes really nice. No, but fresh. many of them are like really nice. Yeah, Same I think they're really like nice. I like them. I like them. With beetroot, a really healthy. Yeah, I have it with like, beetroot, ginger, and yeah. apple. Like, really nice, really good for you. Um, if I was driving to a training camp, I would actually take my juicer. I normally take it on a training camp because it's a great way of getting some all the vitamins and minerals and stuff like that in, and it tastes nice. So and it's refreshing. If you're a time starved athlete, don't 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 and try the greens. You'll just be disappointed. I was, and my wallet noticed it as well. My and wallet was a lot lighter. The thing is, if you're not like looking for the one percenters, is spending seventy euros plus a month, which basically is that's a lot of money, isn't I'll it? I'll tell you one thing. It tastes that rank. You can tell yourself this must be doing something to me because. If it tastes this bad, it's got to be this good, you know. And you can get the, you probably get the placebo effect off it or something, you know. I mean, your tummy might be in knots. You won't be doing that run session. You might shit your pants because of all the greens. But apart from that, you'll be all right. <laughs> I uh, just, just get. I mean, ten months subscription or ten times like buying a product like that would buy you like a professional juicer, wouldn't it? Like seven hundred. To be honest, you're, they're really expensive. It cost me loads. You're probably best just getting a half an hour extra sleep a night. To be honest. <laughs> like that'll probably do you more more good than uh, trying them <laughs> get the extra sleep get the extra sleep guys all right joe i'm really uh curious we're going over to um the instagram post of the week and this week i haven't really shown joe the instagram post yet so i'm going to show you and you can like t- i want to see your live re- um response to it let me get it up Give us a clue. I, what is it then? Just talk me through it while you're finding it. It's like, uh, it's in a club. Do you like clubbing? Yeah, well, I used to, yeah. Like, yeah, it's good. All right, so it's it's in a club. It's set in, like, meeting with the friends. Um, does it get you curious already? What, so like a night out, like, on the beers, like, with your mates and stuff like that, or on the pool? 
Is that what it is? Like, what, what, what kind of, what kind of setting is it? Like, exactly that's it. I don't even know it, how to write. So, so, is it a bloke? Where it, <laughs> he's taken ages. Like, this is very bad podcast, and I'm having to free roll it here. But basically, it's a bloke, I guess, by the sounds of it. They're in a club on a night out. Is that right? No, I'm going to show. I've got the picture right here, and it's about, it's about this setting. I hope you can see it and show. Oh, see what I mean. Hell. All right, so guys, this is not a bloke on a night out. This is a girl. She's dressed up pretty nicely, you know, she's like wearing a dress, looks good. She's obviously like getting ready for a big night out with her friends. Um, but there's one thing that strikes me in this post and she's wearing Nike Alpha Flies. You know, I don't know, I think they're called Alpha Flies. They're the ones with the Zoo, the uh, AirPods in the front, you know, the ones that Kipchoge runs sub two in. And I can only assume she's getting that so she can run back and forward to the bar quick as fuck with the drinks you know so she can maybe it's happy hour and she's only got one hour to make the most of the drinks and she doesn't get the waste. thing 250 mile in to she the bar and back doesn't want to waste any time she wants to make sure that when it says seven o'clock in this happy hour at seven minute seven and tw- 10 seconds she's at the bar maybe quicker she's got the drinks back at the table by 701 she can take her time she can quickly sprint to the bar again and she can maximize the shit out of that the, happy hour i think the annoying thing is as she wants to go to the dance floor and like dance on the rhythm, like them shoes are so fucking bouncy. She's like yeah, tripping on it. I like, know. Really. Some you people imagine like, the air? You're pretty aggressive, why aren't you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> imagine the air she can get on a night out, you know, she'd be dancing on that dance floor, you know, she could like, ha- girls always moan, don't they, about their their heels hurting. Heels, high heels, heels high the heels. calves. And I've tried some of them shoes and they're killing me. Just I wear alpha like flies. they're doing it. They say that you can recover from the session quicker with them. So maybe she can recover from a night out on Friday night that Saturday night, she's ready to go. And she's ready. It's like she's dancing at like three minute oh, K pace. No, I know what the reason is why she's used it. It's just dawned on me. She doesn't want to get a taxi at the end of the night out. She run yeah. home. Yeah. She's got, because well, you normally can't run home because you've got your shoes on. What, high I, what I also think is because the advantage is she's really quick at the bar, isn't she? But because she's so quick, she's like hitting people. Yeah, but and she's, she's hitting them. And then when somebody hits your beer, you get a bit aggressive. But when she's getting into a fight, she's just going straight home, three minute well, K pace. Yeah, boom, I think gone. she doesn't, she saves on a taxi at the end of the night. She just run home. She's got, she's got the shoes already. So she's got the gear. There are many perks of wearing alpha flies to a club. One is, Quick drinks, two two fifty k base drinks. It's quick, quick in, in it. Second thing is um, you can dance and your feet. Are fine. You can dance. You fly in. I don't think you're getting tired because you're recovering wearing it. The third thing is you don't pay for a taxi going home. Like you, you run. just run aerobically. Probably yeah. uh, two just minute k cruise base. home. Save save boom. yourself twenty quid. You know, at the end of the night out. Last know. thing is if you get into a flight, boom, you're gone. You're gone. Yeah. Never if if anyone starts on you and says you were knocking into me or, you know, you knocked my drink over and they try and get a bit aggressive. You can they, run at three minute Ks. They can't, can yeah, they? They like, can't. They're, 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 they're what kind of lower shoes. And or, then the or final heels. thing is because they're so cushioned, you recover and you can do it all again the next night. Yeah, Friday, definitely. Saturday, Sunday, boom. But the downside is going out is expensive, but the, these fuckers are way expensive. I know. And the carbon wears out. They make so, Louis, Louis Vuittons look, uh, look cheap, don't yeah, they? Yeah, really cheap. And she's even got like the reddish kind of color. So maybe yeah, she can trick people. One. So yes, yeah, so maybe it looks like she thinks like, you know, she might be able to and fool people. The thing is, if you need to like buy these shoes every month that you're going out, new shoes, then it's going to be crazy expensive, isn't it? Because you need to pay for the rings, new alpha flies. You don't want to end up in the same dress every night. So new dress, then it's that's taken to but a whole also, new level, isn't it? I always find with triathletes, you can always spot a triathlete because like they've always got some telltale sign. 
You know, like when you when you're in town, if you go on a logo on their calf, not even as obvious <laughs> as that. It's always something. They might go out. They might have a Wahoo or Garmin watch or even a Sunto if they're really desperate on. Um, so you can spot that. They might go out and they have a pair of running branded shoes on. You know, even if they're dark colored ones. You know, it could be something like that. They or or they'd have sporty jeans, sporty jeans, an Ironman finisher tee. Uh, they, oh, they wouldn't be that Ironman. bad. Yeah, they wouldn't be that bad for an Ironman finisher. That's real desperate. That is, if you're resorting to that. <laughs> but they do have some kind of sports top on. You know, there's always some small telltale signs. I always find the watch and the shoes are the main ones True. that gives people away. The watch just gives people away because swimmers don't wear a watch. Runners. Most of the time, don't wear really wear a watch. And she's it's got like the triathletes. Shoes. She's giving it away with the shoes. Maybe she's trying to find a triathlete, a hot triathlete guy, you know, and she's thinking, I don't want to be too too in the face with it. I don't like online dating, but if I wear my Nike shoes, they're going to know. know. They'll if know. you know, they're, you know. If you know, you know. Exactly. So someone will chat to her and say, oh, do you run? She'll say, how, did how, you, how, how can you tell? How can you tell? And he'll say. And meanwhile, she's like bouncer, like a, like a, like a yeah. speedy Gonzalez. And he's like, oh, I've got a pair of them shoes myself, you know. <laughs> really? Why didn't you put them on? Oh, you know, it was just a bit We could obvious. do the scene in the bar room. I've got, my, uh, I've got my glucose monitor instead. I'll be, like, uh, don't worry I'll about be, the shoes, um, darling. <laughs> let's, uh, let's do this. Oh, oh, shit. I just knocked that glass over. Oh, my God, mate. Is that a beer? That was, uh, it's all uh, gone now. It's all gone. Oh no! All right. Well, uh, this this sound. I've like, had too many drinks at the bar. <laughs> this sounded like a scene in the bar. Like, we're just gonna play this one again. Can I have uh, another uh, beer, please? Have I seen you at the uh, Dubai seventy point three? I don't know if you've seen me. I was pretty quick on the run. Yeah, I can. I can tell. I'm. I'm. I. I, I guess that you were a triathlete. You know. How could you tell then? Well. It was it was just the, sh the shoes, you know. It kind of striked me. Shoes? You know? What's wrong with the shoes? Nothing's wrong with them. I love them. I've even got a pair myself. You know, I really like them. They're, they're fantastic shoes. You know, I think me and you should... Uh, One second. Should... My watch says my respiratory heart rate is going up right now. Oh, really? Like, I, I'll just be quick then and then I'll head off. But maybe we should uh, get each other's numbers and we can organize a run or something like that together. That's nice. Or you can add me on Strava and we'll have a chat there. Oh, yeah. I'd love to follow you on Strava. Okay, nice. My dance will be on there tonight. Yeah. Two minute 50k pace I'm aiming for. And I know you said your heart rate's getting high, but my glucose is actually getting rather high chatting to you. <laughs> I better not have another orange okay. juice. I'll stick to the water, darling. But I will follow you on Strava and we can hook up for a run. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, then, guys. That's the Instagram post of the week. Check it out on... Uh, yeah, and um, yeah, follow... Uh, check, check it out on Triathlon yeah. Mockery. And we'll be doing another show probably this week if we get some time. We'll put, we'll, we'll try to do one on uh, on Friday. Let's do one on Friday. And we're not sure what we're going to talk about some next, but probably something about training camp. Yeah, and keep us updated, guys, if we've got any main topics of the week. Instagram post of the week. We never reveal our sources, by the way. No, so we'll, we'll never. And uh, we'll, we'll blur the faces, by the way. Oh, that was a funny story as well. I just wanted to tell this. Um, we posted that guy, that um, that Colin. That, cocky American. The, the cocky American. He's a legend, right? He was running in his uh, tri-suit with he, a cock he, out. Tell him that uh, he even messaged you afterwards to have a bit of a banter. So he <laughs> took it well, we want to say. Like, he Colin took it really, yeah, yeah, he took it well. But the funny thing was, I mean, Joe and I, we can be so damn stupid. Um, I said, we're going to blur the thing. Yeah, so we blurred the balls. But <laughs> what's blurry balls going to do? We should have blurred his face. <laughs>
<laughs> so basically everyone could recognise Colin they just knew that he had his dick out and just couldn't see it basically <laughs> his dick in his palm <laughs> but they got the gist yeah alright thanks for listening everybody and uh, we'll see you on Friday and don't forget to like uh, like subscribe and share it or something yeah cheers we'd love that alright see ya